All right, folks, there is just so much ridiculousness in the news this week that we're going to try something a little different today and just have a flat out discussion. I had to resort to this style when anti-gun stuff was popping off left and right in Virginia and you guys didn't seem to hate it, so we'll give it a shot. Ever since the Virginia rallies against the insane anti-gun proposals in January, legacy media has been painting boog boys in Hawaiian shirts as a badge of white supremacy. Never mind that the big igloo is largely a tongue-in-cheek meme that happens to be shared by a vast audience of gun owners and was picked up as a sign of protest against tyranny. Never mind that while it has grown into people actually wearing their Hawaiian shirts at protests, largely defending businesses and protesters, by the way, it's mainly a bunch of decentralized groups with pockets of folks anywhere on the spectrum from three percenters to full-on libertarians and anarcho-capitalists. The ideas behind the luau are nothing new. So why is it getting attacked so much now? As you can see from the title, because you clicked, this video is about some nasty, nasty misinformation and censorship going around about Second Amendment supporters and the Boogaloo. Because of how controversial and hateful this topic has suddenly become, and because of the deep, deep efforts to censor counter-arguments, aka the truth, I'm not even going to try and get this video monetized because I know it will be auto-flagged and buried dead. So getting this video and this info out is going to rely 100% on you guys sharing it around. Please do. Today's video in particular is brought to you folks with the tremendous help of USCCA. USCCA provides legal and financial protection to gun owners who find themselves in self-defense situations. This month, all of their promotions are centered around home defense, which is getting more and more important in today's climate. And if you sign up through my link down in the description, you'll be automatically entered to win a home defense makeover that includes a full home preparedness audit, training classes, and $4,000. Cool bonus. So please check them out. And now, without further ado, story time with Liberty Doll. Second Amendment supporters getting shoved under the bus in favor of a violence narrative is nothing new. But keep in mind, as tyranny has gotten bolder, so have gun owners. There were armed protests in DC, Virginia, and Michigan, for just a few, that got a lot of attention. These protests, despite the presence of arms, were peaceful. There was no violence, there was no looting, nothing was set on fire, no one was hurt, and the Second Amendment groups left the areas cleaner than when they had arrived. This leaves a vacuum in the narrative. Now, add to that that ever since COVID-1984, we've seen a record amount of NICS checks, month after month, with about 40% of those checks being for first-time gun owners. According to the FBI stats, there were over 15.2 million NICS checks through May of this year. If 40% were first-timers, we are talking an additional about 6 million gun owners. And we're only halfway through the year. That number is huge. Additionally, 40% of that group were women. This goes starkly against the narrative of gun owners being old white men that are bitter clingers and that the idea of gun ownership is out of date. Case in point. 
I think that what it comes down to is that the bigwigs in government and leftist bigwigs in media whose ratings are purely fear-based are getting freaked out. They're afraid of losing control, they're afraid of losing the narrative war, and they are doubling down. The rapid expansion of gun ownership posed a threat. Not a literal, violent threat, but a threat to the status quo. Unfortunately, two media stories over the last week have provided the metaphorical ammo to help them overcorrect the wheel. The first being the guy that killed two police officers in California. It was assumed the guy was in Tifa, now the news is saying he had a boog patch, and because one of the officers was black and the guy was white, it was racially motivated in order to start a race war. While I'm sure that there are some people that think a race war would accelerate a social collapse, because let's face it, it would probably bring on a social collapse, that is not the overwhelming viewpoint of most gun owners. No one is talking about the fact that, at least according to ABC, the guy was an Air Force police officer himself, or that U.S. Attorney David Anderson expressly stated the guy was targeting law enforcement. Violence is violence, and violence is wrong. I'm not denying that. But the victims were targeted because of their status as law enforcement, not because of race. The FBI said the exact same thing, saying they came to Oakland to kill cops. But somehow, those comments have been twisted into a white supremacy narrative. Honestly, what I think is more likely is that these two men involved were just some random wackadoos who co-opted boog culture or memes or whatever you want to call it, which happens in literally every group and movement. There will always be bad actors that end up getting the most attention because they do stupid shit, even when no one else in the in-group agrees with their behavior. Case in point, the randos at otherwise peaceful BLM protests that started breaking windows and setting things on fire. But the media is paying attention to them, and BLM is pissed off about it. Somehow, that logic is not fitting this scenario. Go figure. Add to that the militia member that shot a protester in New Mexico after a group trying to pull down a statue chased him while yelling threats, surrounded him, started beating him, and knocked him to the ground. Dude shot into the group of people attacking him. The militia guys got arrested, the shooter was charged, and the militia was blamed for the whole thing, with media and the governor saying that the protesters were completely peaceful and that the militia had purposefully incited the violence. There is video of the militia member running away, being surrounded and beaten, and it's his fault. By the way, if you're saying that all of these guys are violent white supremacists, why would you chase one down and not expect to get shot? Did they expect something else to happen? Last month, the Baltimore ATF also released an officer safety bulletin warning local police departments of the violent threat of the so-called Boogaloo movement. Jared at Guns and Gadgets talked about this as it broke, but at the time, regular old civilians didn't have access to this info. Photos of the bulletin have now been posted to social media, and we can see that the bulletin warns against anti-law enforcement violence and characterizes people posting the memes online as, quote, individuals who identify with extreme Second Amendment rights. So basic civil liberties are now extreme. 
Keep in mind, part of the prerequisite of being a legal gun owner is having a clean record. But this document, as well as the media, paints these gun owners like violent criminals. All of this culminated in a trending Twitter hashtag on Tuesday night condemning Igloo folks as violent white supremacists. I posted this pamphlet that I had seen on Instagram a couple of months ago, and within approximately five minutes, I was labeled as a Nazi supremacist whitewasher and a white supremacist vis-a-vis -vis upholding the white patriarchy. The white patriarchy, by the way, is apparently capitalism. The photo was retweeted by a progressive Bernie account with no comment, so I'm not really sure if it was in support or not. But either way, it resulted in a flood of people telling me that I was spreading fake news and propaganda, then linking Wikipedia articles before promptly blocking me. A wiki article that clearly says, by the way, that there are boo groups who have denounced white supremacy and racism. The irony here was completely lost on them. Others called me a liar, accused me of violence, and started name-calling in the middle of any attempts I made to have a peaceful but informative conversation. Again, the irony was lost. I posted photos I'd found on Boog accounts supporting Black Lives Matter, photos of mostly black militia groups, and photos from Second Amendment protests featuring folks of all races and colors. This brought accusations of tokenism, and one guy who insisted that the people in the photos didn't matter because they were clearly gay. Which was a really weird flex, especially from a lefty. Not really sure what that was about. Their sexuality, assumed or not, isn't relevant to the point and shouldn't discount the point, nor should it invalidate their beliefs. And if black lives matter, then all black lives should matter, not just the ones that fit neatly into the boxes created by the left. As you can see, these people aren't interested in any information that goes against their predetermined worldview. Unfortunately, that worldview was created by someone else, on purpose. Fake news propaganda. But now, on some platforms, you can't even try to counter the arguments. Instagram has completely blocked the Boogaloo hashtag, according to John Crump at Ammoland. I tried searching it myself, and Instagram would only provide a list of accounts with Boogaloo in the name. I finally found a hashtag in someone's post, clicked, and got a message that the page didn't exist. Same for hashtag Boogaloo memes, Big Igloo, Big Igloo meme, and Big Luau, just to name a few. Boogaloo Boys, for some reason, still exists, but who knows for how long. Meanwhile, a search for the Antifa hashtag brings up over 800,000 posts, and they've been officially dubbed a terrorist organization. I feel... Like, to not see what's happening, you have to purposely go out of your way and close your eyes to avoid it. Instagram says that Boog hashtags are now blocked not due to any wide company policy decision, but because the Instagram community as a whole reported the hashtags as a violation of community guidelines. Is this true? We have no way of knowing. This brings us back to the publisher versus platform debate. Is a website like Instagram bound by free speech, or can they pick and choose as a private company? Jury is still out on this one, but my issue with it is this. 
if a company or website is going to engage in censorship, number one, be honest about it. And number two, make it even across the board. If you're going to make rules, keep the rules. Don't just edit out who actually has to follow them. Don't say that one group has to follow the rules and the other one doesn't. Because you know what? Hypocrisy is tacky. That's it for this one. Shout out to the random fed alphabet boy who is inevitably tuning in. Hello! To everyone else, again, please like, comment, and share as gun owners are on their own on this one yet again. Nothing new, but it seems like the fist is getting tighter and tighter and doesn't want us to have a say. If you like my work and want to help out the channel, check out the partners down in the description or consider donating through any of the support options also down there. Now, I'm not going to use my usual Second Amendment outro, lest it be misconstrued in some bizarre way, and I've already been doxxed once over the Second Amendment issues this month. So instead, stay safe, and I'll see you on the next one.